Welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling, and ownership, especially for real estate agents and realtors. Hey guys, learn from the experts, free land education. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell. I'm an accredited land consultant with United Country Real Estate, Sutton Properties, our company, along with my uh, co-host, Teresa Martin. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm wonderful. I hope you are. I am wonderful as well. We've got a great guest today. Buying or selling homes, land or farms in western Piedmont, North Carolina, or southern Virginia. Give us a shout, guys. We'll help you out. Our new office is at 102 East Main Street, next to BB&T Bank, in downtown Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. Please make a note of our changes. Our company website is www.allsuttonproperties, that's A-L-L-S-U-T-T-O-N properties.com. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute, to our staff and agents and members. We are the land agents in the United States. There's about 1,600 of us. And our national website is www.rliland.com. If you're looking to buy or sell land, you want to start there first and identify one of our members or one of our 500-plus accredited land consultants around the country because we are the land folks in the real estate industry. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Are you looking to buy or sell land? LandHub.com previews thousands of properties nationwide. Our guest today is Jeremy Stevens. Welcome, Jeremy. Hey, Lou. How are you doing today? <laughs> well, I got one of these old spring colds, so forgive me. You're an accredited land consultant, a member of RLL like myself, and you were also our national president for uh, two years. We lost one of our vice presidents to cancer, and you stepped in and, and uh, served a little over your regular term, and we appreciate your service. You did a great job and helped move our organization forward. That's where we want to be. Our subject today is going to be landline lending, which you are the uh, president of that organization, and uh, you guys are uh, a, a mortgage brokerage um, um, organization to service those uh, uh, buyers, borrowers that are looking for land loans, uh, and there are very few out there that do it. And, you know, I want to talk about that and non-conforming loans and how you guys are different. Just to quickly to give a little background, you are a um, Arkansas State graduate. What a great school. <coughs> Sorry, bachelor's degree, bachelor's of science in agricultural business, graduated in 98. And um, as I mentioned, you are our national president for RLI 2018 and 2019. Tell us about landline lending, about farms, loans, ranch loans, recreational land, and timberland, and uh, how you guys got started, and I think uh, you got quite a history. I'm going to turn it over to you, Jeremy. Thanks, Lou. Uh, again, my name is Jeremy Stevens. Uh, we uh, organized uh, landline lending for a couple couple reasons. Um, uh, as Lou mentioned, I was president of, of RLI, uh, and I am a licensed broker in, in several states, but... Uh, we saw a need for other options for land financing. So, uh, you know, as we group, group together, we come up with some ideas and work together and put, put together a land mortgage company. Uh, we have multiple funding sources that we're able to provide products, uh, you know, to our clients uh, and work with, with the agents and buyers uh, both. But the three things that, you know, that really came out and made us decide to make this move and form this company uh, several years ago was uh, from from an agent broker standpoint, um, we always were lacking sometimes with, with financing companies on land of clear communication and excellent customer service. You know, there are some fantastic uh, groups out there that do land loans, but from a brokerage standpoint, it always seems like you were chasing information. You were chasing, trying to find out what's going on with the loan. You know, where's the appraisal? Where's title? Where, where is all those things going on with the lender? So we really wanted to focus on that and make that a, an improvement for our clients and, and agents and brokers we're working with. We knew even if we had clear communication, excellent customer service, we still would have to have competitive rates and terms for our buyers because we could have the absolute best service in the world, but if we're charging 10% where everybody else is charging four, you know, we're, we're no good. We're, we can't offer anything that would be beneficial. So that was the second thing. And the last thing was, you know, we're trying to work for the best 
option of quick funding, you know, fast closings, because we know buyers want to get properties bought. We know agents and brokers want to get things closed. Uh, we know everybody wants to enjoy their property. So that was the three things that we really focused on that we wanted to build on as we uh, as we built this company, is, you know, clear communication with our buyers and, and our, our agents so everybody was in the loop of what was going on, being competitive and quick funding. And we were able to find some funding sources that were able to give us those rates and terms. So we had that piece in place uh, with the communication, excellent customer service with our team. We're able to do that. And, you know, right now our, our funding is probably as good or better than most out there. You know, we try to get land loans turned around in 30 days. Uh, that doesn't always happen, but most of the time between 30 and 45, we're able to turn around uh, turn around our land loans. So lots of things going on, but that was, that was the main reason we got into this, Lou, is uh, we were just looking for another option for, for our clients and for all the buyers out there looking for land financing. Like I said, there are some good options out there, but there's just not very many. Uh, I have a background in financing. I, I was actually in land ag finance before I got into the real estate business, um, you know, 20-something years ago. So I have a pretty steep background in that. Then working in with the uh, brokerage side, we kind of took both sides and said, okay, this is what we got to provide as a lender, but this is what brokerage is, a real estate brokerage is selling land. This is what they feel like they need from a lender in order to make these transactions go smoothly. So with that, uh, we kind of put those two together, and that's how we uh, kind of built our business and what we're, you know, our goals that we're trying to accomplish. Now you're to, according to your website, and I want people to uh, go, please, if you're driving, don't, but uh, we'll talk about your website here several times during the show, please. Uh, go to uh, www.landline, L-I-N-E, lender, L-E-N-D-I-N-G.com, landlinelending.com, and you can follow us through this program or make note of it for the future because this is something, if you're looking to finance uh, one of the four products that we talked about, this is uh, an excellent source, and we're going to discover, Jeremy's going to uh, explain to Teresa over here uh, all the programs that you have and how you might be different than the traditional lenders uh, like your big, you know, your big banks, your Bank of America and, and Citibank and all those, uh, you know, they don't like land. They like brick and mortar. And just briefly, there's a basic understanding out there. Anything over five acres, if you're borrowing money to buy five acres or more, it's called a uh, nonconforming loan. And uh, most banks, they uh, will penalize you on those, either on the uh, interest rate or terms or down payment. Uh, so uh, let's see if... Uh, Stephanie's, uh, Jeremy's, I'm sorry, Jeremy's uh, organization can compete with those guys out there. Well, I think that one of the first things that we need to, to help the people that are not real, real estate agents, because this is just for the general public, the one thing I run into all the time is people call in and they say, oh, yeah, I'm pre-approved for this loan, but they don't understand that just because they're pre-approved for a loan for a house doesn't mean they can go out and buy you know, 50 acres with a house because it's land heavy. So I think the first thing we need to help everybody to understand is why do banks not want to do land? Got an opinion on that, Jeremy? Generally, banks, the way they're set up is they're, they're asset heavy and, and things that they are, are tangible, whether it's a buildings, whether it's homes, it's what, whether whatever it is. Uh, over the years, Land has always been considered a, uh, a risky loan for, for collateral purposes. Uh, I really don't understand why. I mean, you can look at all the trends in land values. Land values have always have seemed to appreciate it over time. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, raw, raw land, there's, there's nothing to depreciate it. It's just appreciating value. So I, I think there's a lot of different fundamentals. You know, everybody has different funding sources, banks. Uh, credit unions and, and sometimes their their sources of money aren't comfortable in making land loans. A lot of them just don't understand the fundamentals of land and they don't understand the fundamentals of how land loans work. So a lot of times they shy away from it. Uh, but that's where you know we come in and with some of the other groups out there, we're able to we would rather land lend on land heavy and less improvement heavy. Uh, we're not uh, you know we don't lend on homes. If you want a house on on a lot, we're not your lender. Uh, if you want a house on five acres, we're, we're not your lender. I mean, we we have a minimum acreage of 15 acres uh, in our uh, with our group, with our organization, and our funding sources. 
the reason that being is uh, we look at anything from a value standpoint of a home, if it's worth more than 50% of the overall value of the property, then we're, it's not eligible for our programs. So if you have a $500,000 property out there and the home is worth 300000 of that five hundred, that's not going to be eligible for our products. Now, same situation, you have 500000 in uh, in property and one hundred and fifty or two hundred is the home, then that's something that we could definitely look at. Uh, again, we're, we're more land heavy, so we're not, uh, we're not rest boat, we're not tread loan, so we don't, we don't have those, those type of regulations with what we're working with. Uh, but, uh, you know, the minimum acreage is 15 acres. We have a minimum loan amount of 100000 So, again, talking about the, the homes and dwellings. And this is strictly a home. Now, if there's improvements on the property uh, that are useful for the property, let's say you're buying a, a small farm, cattle farm, and it's got some improved barns, and those, that doesn't go against the 50%. That's considered, you know, value, value to the land. The only thing the 50% value is talking strictly to, like a, a residence. So, the couple things, you know, talking about this where you have banks that don't want to do what what we're doing with land, lending on land, a um, couple things we can't do just talking about this is, you know, we, we can't do properties inside a platted subdivision uh, because that is the high, highest and best use of residential. That's really what our, our base is. If it's highest and best use for land or land uses, whether it's agricultural, whether it's timberland, whether it's some other uses, then that's that's something we're definitely going to be able to look at. If it has a highest and best use for residential or a highest and best use for commercial, then that's probably not going to be not going to be suitable for us, and it won't fit in our requirements. Okay. And that gives you a competitive edge. On your website, you said your organization has over 75 years of uh, land industry experience. Uh, that's... Uh, pretty impressive we have several individuals that we've all been in the land business in one arena or another whether it's in finance whether it's in brokerage whether it's in management uh, but we have a, a pretty established team uh, that's been in the land industry for many many years and we draw on all that experience to, to help uh, help our clients as, as they move forward in, in financing and, and purchasing properties with about two minutes in this segment tell us the difference between uh Oh, I lost my thought there. <laughs> Teresa, help. <laughs> the difference between... Let's think of I something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, goodness. The that's what happens when... I'll be 72 in July, and it, it, it don't, don't work know. like it used to anymore. You have to bear with me sometime. But um, experience does pay, uh, obviously, and uh, that's that's uh, that's quite a, quite a... Oh, I want it. Okay. What's the difference between a mortgage broker or bro brokerage and a uh, just a lending institute, uh, uh, like a bank? Well, a lending institution or a bank, they're going to be funding their own loans. Uh, more than likely, they're going to be funding and servicing. They may uh, they may service it, they may not. They may sell off the loan, but they're going to fund it. We do not fund our own loans. We are mortgage brokers, so we have multiple funding sources, and what we do is we look at the client, we look at their information, and we try to have the best fit for which source we have that will fit what they want to do. We have certain sources that work in different areas of the country. We have certain things that work for different types of properties, um, you know, money down, length of term, you know, rate structure, and so forth. So once we get a client's information, uh, we look at that, and then we say, you know, hey, this we think this will be the best option, and then we will uh, broker that loan. We will fill out, complete the information, submit it to underwriting, and we handle it through the underwriting process. We handle it through the closing process, but that funding source actually funds the loan and then they will service the loan. So that, that's kind of a little breakdown of the difference. And you can compete that you can compete your sources, right? You can match right. your you can exactly. match the uh, the loan to the best lender. Exactly. And that's the advantage of it, a mortgage broker. It, exactly. That's what we do. With multiple sources, we're trying to find the best fit and the best deal for our client. Uh, it may be the best fit. May not. Interest rate may be a little bit higher for one, but it may be a better fit. Uh, and opposite, it may be, you know, somebody may prefer an interest or lower interest rate than, than a, a length of term. It, it just all depends on what they want to do and how we can structure it. That's great. So our guest today is Jeremy Stevens. He's an accredited land consultant like myself with uh, Landline Lender as president. And this is Let's Talk Land. Thank you to our sponsor, LandHub. View thousands of properties for sale at LandHub.com. 
So when someone calls me and says they're interested in purchasing some land, the first thing I ask them is, have they been pre-approved? So, because that's important because you can't even submit an offer anymore without a pre-approval because, and if you do and there's another offer in, you're very likely not to get it. So do you guys do pre-approvals? We do, Teresa. We do offer a pre-approval. Um, we, that was another thing as we as we launched this business several years ago. We got into it. That was that was the one question. Hey guys, do you, do you offer pre-approvals? Do you offer pre-approvals? And as you know, in this crazy real estate market we're in, just like you mentioned, uh, everybody's like, hey, you know, we're going to accept this offer. We got to have a pre-approval from your lender. So it's absolutely uh, very important uh, from a pre-approval standpoint, and we do offer that. Uh, it's what we do on our pre-approvals. We do uh, we take just a, a basic financial statement, a basic income statement. We do run a credit bureau uh, just to make sure your credit score is, is uh, you know, meets our minimum requirements. And then once those, if all those meet, if you meet our uh, ratios and uh, you know credit score is fine, then we'll definitely uh, send you a, a pre-approved letter. And uh, you know you can put that to with your offer to your to your seller. And then once you get it under contract, come back to us, and we'll definitely go through the full underwrite process. Couple things what we look at when we're doing a pre-approval. Like I said, it's a it's a real simple process. It's available on our website. Um, you can go on there and click on it to download it, fill it out, send it back to our secure email server or secure server, so all your information remains confidential. But you know the the four things that we really look at when we're doing a pre-approval is uh, you know down payment. You know what you're wanting to do. Make sure you have the minimum down payment that that, that you can meet. Your credit score. We look at a debt to asset ratio, and we look at a debt to income ratio. Those are the four main things that we look at, uh, and we want to make sure that the, the borrower knows that the property needs to qualify. Just like we were talking about earlier, if it's something that you're, you know, ten acres and you want to build a house on, then we're not the lender for that. And we go ahead and try to eliminate that out of the beginning before we go through the process, because if that's what you're looking for, and we can't do it. There's nothing. There's no sense in moving forward. But uh, those are really the things that we look at at our pre-approval. Again, we'll send a pre-approval letter, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, come back after they get it under contract. And, and we can do it a couple ways. We can do it if somebody comes to us and says, "Hey, how much can I? You know, what is my purchasing power?" And, you know, we'll look at that and come back with a, a safe number that we feel comfortable with. Or if they have a property in mind and you know if they haven't got it under contract but they're looking at it, then we'll go that route as well. So. It's been uh, it's been a good process. What we found there's not a lot of pre-approvals out there in the land business. Uh, you have to some of them you have to really go through more of a approval process before you can get a pre-approval. Um, so it's been a, it's been a good tool for us as, as we work through uh, you know growing our business and uh, we hope to continue more with it. What's your turnaround time, Jeremy? You know, on a pre-approval, we can usually get those turned around in uh, at least a day, maybe a day and a half, 24, 36 hours on a pre-approval. Okay. On the on the full underwrite uh, or a full application, and we have several applications, so let me uh, kind of get into that a little bit. We have some what we call a scorecard applications, and then we have a full underwrite. Scorecard applications are exactly what they sound like. It's a, We obtain a certain amount of information and uh, submit it to our underwriter, and it's a, the score is basically off ratios and what you want to do. Uh, those usually take two or three days for a, a pre-approval, uh, or a preliminary approval, excuse me. Those usually take a few days for a preliminary approval. It uh, means you're approved from the financial standpoint as long as the appraisal comes in, as long as title's clear. Those can usually get an answer, you know, three to five days. Full underwrite, you know, if it's something that's going to be larger than two and a half million uh, or something a little bit more complex, then those usually take, you know, probably five to ten, five to ten, maybe even fourteen business or business days to get those fully underwritten, approved, uh, and get back, and then we still have the appraisal and uh, title uh, situations or the title to be approved, but. That's usually about our turnaround times on, on answers. And, again, what we're talking about closing, we're trying to stay between 30 and 45 days. So, again, you guys go to the website if you're not driving, which is uh, Landline Lending. That's Land, L-A-N-D, Line, L-I-N-E, Lending, L-E-N-D-I-N-G dot com. And that's where you can find this application online. Uh, and as uh, Jeremy mentioned, it's confidential, and uh, they do a good job of turning around. And, and, again, Teresa mentioned something real important. You know, you, you know, people that's buying land, most people that we deal with have never bought land before and don't understand the processes and the implications and, 
And uh, But the first thing you got to do, and I always tell people, I said, go get your money right. Go find out what you can afford, find out what it's going to cost you, and then let's start looking. I mean, right. wasting wasting everybody's time and you're not prepared to do something is not good business. So, uh, you know, we try to professionally and courteously uh, encourage people to go do that first and then use our services. So uh, uh, that that's a very important part of this whole equation. Uh, well, it's know. service to the client, too, because... If the client is not ready, they need to know they're not ready right. instead of getting their hopes and But no, most agents don't up. tell them that. No, and, and it's sad when they get all hyped up and ready to buy a piece of land, get all excited about it, and then don't realize that they're not in the position that they can do that. So it can give them a goal, something to work towards. They know where they're, where they're at, and they know where they need to be. Jim, I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that's one of the, main, the first questions we get out of new land buyers you know they're out they want to go look at property or they're already looking at property and they said oh we found the one we found our dream property we, we want to buy it okay what what do we do next I, I don't know well you know let's let's talk about a pre-approval okay well what kind of money am i going to have down five percent ten percent you know you're, you're not going to get a land loan for five or ten percent down you know most land loans depending on which group you're working with are going to be between uh 15 to 25 percent uh, or more uh, so once you tell that client and said, hey, you know, this is what you're going to require down, well, I don't have that kind of money. Well, you know, from a land standpoint, you're probably not going to be able to purchase it because that's what land loans are required. You know, that's what they want down. So that's one of the main things that really sets, a, I guess, sets the stage or puts people back to reality as they're, as they're looking for loans. That's, you know, they're used to going into buying a residence or a home and putting 5% down or 3% down, getting PMI. Uh, you know, uh, private mortgage insurance and, and, you know, going down the road and everybody's happy. And that's not the way the land loans work. So that's a a very important thing they need to know. Uh, Other things that they, you know, just need to know is, you know, how long can they finance that land? Uh, Again, different different groups are going to offer different things. We can go up to 30 years. So, uh, you know, we can offer a 30-year product just like your, you know, your residence. So to make things work, and we have 30-year fixed rates. So, you know, it, it just depends on what fits best for the borrower, what fits best for the buyer. You know, we have fixed rates. We have adjustable rates. Uh, you know, we do purchase loans. Um, another couple things we do is, uh, you know, we have we can refinance an existing loan. Um, this is another thing when people will call and say, hey, I really want to buy this, this 80 acres that's next to me. Uh, you know, I've got 100 acres here, and I really don't have that money to put down. Well, one of the things we can do with them is we can take the collateral from the property that they own free and clear and use that as their down payment on the new purchase. So that a lot of people don't know they can do that. They think they have to pay out of cash when they're, you know, out of pocket cash money. But if you've got, you know, other land that's free and clear or, or equity in it and you wanted to refinance and put it all into one deal, you know, that's something we can look at. Let me clarify that, Jeremy, because that hasn't, doesn't have to be adjoining property, right? You can, you can, no, it does not have to be adjoining. And it doesn't have to be in the same so it can state. Be somewhere does it? else, I just bring up adjoining. Just, sure. You know, but yeah, if you have a, let's say you have a couple hundred acre farm and you want to buy another couple hundred acre farm down the road, yeah, same principle. It does not have to be adjoining. Doesn't have to be in the same state either, does it? No, it does not have to be in the same state. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that. It's um, a little misleading one. Let's let's break down your your uh, loan products here. Uh, you're talking about your adjustable rates. I'm just getting this off of your site, uh, which we mentioned, which is uh, uh, one month, one year, three years, five years, seven years, and ten years on your adjustable rates. What's a one-month loan look like? It, it looks like 30 <laughs> days. <laughs> that, that, one, that one month, that's a floating variable rate, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to rate like every month. So it's cheap, but it's also you, you kind of have the good and the bad if it's, if it's something you feel like you're probably not going to have very long, then maybe that's something you want to go with. If it's, uh, you know, if it's something else and uh, you feel like you want to have the loan for a long time, you probably wouldn't want to be on the variable rate. Uh, we do use the variable rate also. Uh, uh, that's also based for our, our line of credit that we do have. Uh, so that does go with that product as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have adjustable rates, you know, like you say, anywhere from a month. Uh, we actually have even up to a 15-year adjustable rate. Uh, that's not listed. So what that means is those those rates will be locked in for those certain periods of time. You know, anywhere from a, a one month to a, a five year uh, adjustable rate, we can go up to a thirty year amortization, and uh, the rate would be for that adjustable period. Um, you know, if it goes up to 
a 10 or a 15 year, then naturally your amortization period is going to be a little bit longer, uh, 15 or 20 or 30 years. So who's a typical use product? Yeah. Who's a typical user for that product, Jeremy? And are you seeing much of it now? Maybe with a with a larger a larger loan, and they're looking for something a little bit cheaper rate, or, or maybe someone that plans on paying down early, uh, and they're wanting a cheaper rate other than locking it in for thirty years. That product works for them. Um, just different reasons. People want to do different things for different reasons. They may want to take out a twenty year or thirty year loan, but they know that hey, we're probably going to pay this off in ten years. So why are we going to pay an extra? point or a point and a half on interest rates on a 30-year fix when I can do a five-year adjustable. But they want that cushion of having a 30-year amortization because ultimately they'll have a lower payment from a 30-year versus a 15-year. Right. But if they want to pay it off early, then you know they're going to save themselves some interest. And then you guys run a minimum of 10 years, is that right, on your fixed rates? Yeah, minimum. We're talking we fixed rates. We have some other products that, that aren't really listed on our website that we could go shorter than 10. We could go a couple years, three years, five years. We, we do have some options of those. If somebody needed something like a bridge loan from, from one deal to another, we have some options like that. Again, we don't have them listed there, but it's it's always something. If you're looking for a land loan, whether we have it listed or not, you know, give us a call, send us an email. We probably have a product that might fit what you're trying to do. So not everything's on your website, which is landlinelender.com, right? Correct, landlinelending.com. Just just our name plus .com. Yep. And uh, and you, you max out at, at 30 years. Do you ever go more than that for any reason, or 30 is your cap? We, we, won't, we don't go more than 30. Yeah, no, we, we, go, we go up to 30, but we don't do that. Um, again, we, we'll do purchase loans. We do some refinancing loans. We have facility loans available. We'll do poultry, swine, beef, okay. dairy. We do some packing houses, some other agricultural-type products. Okay. Um, you know, like I mentioned a minute ago, that variable rate goes with our line of credit. We do offer a line of credit product. Uh, let's say you've got a million-dollar property out there, you got a million-dollar farm, and you want to do some improvements on it or, or you know, or whatever you want to do uh, with the farm, we would uh, offer up to uh, 50% of that value of a true line of credit, a five-year line of credit. So it would, you could pay up, pay down, uh, just like any other line of credit. Uh, we, we do offer that product as well. So that makes some people that maybe are a little bit land-heavy, asset-heavy, uh, there's some things that we can do to, uh, you know, help them financially to accomplish what they want to do. Um, and you also op- offer um, monthly uh, payments, which would be traditional to a home mortgage. But you also do semi-annual and also annual. And annual is based on the fact a lot of farmers have crops and they crops are seasonal. So that's when they get their bulk of money. And that's pretty traditional in the land industry. So you guys follow that, that um, uh, payment schedule. I mean, our, our payment schedule is like that. We do have a couple products that are actually quarterly as well. Um, but, yeah, most most everything that we do is either monthly or annual. Right. And there's no prepayment penalty on most of your loans. So there will be occasions on specific loans that you might have a prepayment penalty, right, on your shorter there term? That is correct. You know, if there are a few products that we have that do have a prepayment penalty. Uh, in the rate market we're in right now, you know, we really haven't utilized that much. Uh, unfortunately, rates have gone up in the last uh, 30, 45 days. Yeah, Where we were 45 days ago, you know, rates have gone up probably a point, and that's you know, it's pretty much unheard of in, in any rate market. But uh, they have gone up. But they, you know, we've stabilized the last few weeks, so hopefully we're we're going to stay kind of flat for a while and see where this economy takes us and see what goes on uh, with the with the where the funding is, and uh, hopefully we can stay. Uh, Stay, stay flat, but we, we did have a lot of people that were uh, <laughs> a little shocked when they were talking to us 30 days ago, and we were quoting them this rate, and they called back, you know, three weeks later and said, well, wow, that rate's really gone up. What's the reason for that? And, you know, it's, it's just the, the money the money fundamentals of what's what's going on in, in our economy. And, uh, you know, most of our long-term rates are based on U.S. Treasuries. So if you follow that market, you, you understand why the, why the rates have ticked up. Yep, I just refinanced at two percent. I don't think you guys are doing two percent loans, so. Uh, no, yeah. sir, we're not. We're not going to do two percent. That, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so. But anyway, our, our guest today is Jeremy Stevens, who's a fellow ALC, uh, accredited land consultant, part of the Realtors Land Institute. And this is Let's Talk Land. We'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. LandHub, sell your land, land of your dreams. LandHub.com is our sponsor. Thank you.
Okay, now I think we should get into your different types of loan programs. Tell us about that. We've got several. We, we touched on the application process a little earlier, and that'll kind of lead into what some of our programs are. Uh, one of our programs is, is through the application process called the Ag Express application. Uh, it's a, a million and a half or less loan amount. If you've got a, a loan to value of 55% or less, so if you're putting almost half down or you're looking at refinancing something that you've got, uh, you know, almost a little over 50% equity, you've got a great credit score, 720 plus, that is a program that we can really run fast. We can give you the absolute best rate that we have on anything. Um, you know, requires just an application, uh, requires one-year tax returns. Uh, you know, if it's more than personal, if it's got business, we will require your business as well. But it has our best best rates, and basically there's no restrictions on the use of funds. And we use that a lot on, on refinance because, again, it's almost 50, almost 50% equity, so you're looking at, at a 55% loan to AV where most people looking to purchase – they're not looking at putting 45% down. They're looking, you know, they're looking more of a traditional 25% down. So, um, but we do have some buyers that say, hey, I want to buy this property here and I want to put 50% down. If that's what they want to do, that is an absolute great product as long as it's under a million and a half. Uh, we use that a lot for, for some of our higher-end buyers and, and, and refinance deals. Um, a couple of the other programs we have, uh, we run those through the scorecard as well. Um, we can go up to $2.5 million on those scorecard applications. Um, if it's under a half a million, we do uh, we do have a seventy five percent loan to AV, uh, which is twenty five percent down. Uh, if it goes from half a million up to uh, two and a half million, then it's thirty five percent down. Those are going to require a credit score of seven hundred. Uh, same thing, we have a financial statement that we require an application. We'll need one to three year tax returns on those. Uh, those can be turned around pretty quick. Uh, one of the key things with that application and that loan program is if it is a half a million or less and it's raw land uh, with very little improvements, you know, you can have a barn or something, uh, but it doesn't have any homes or anything, we can do an in-house valuation uh, for the appraisal on that. So that's going to save some time. It's also going to save some money. Uh, right now, if you're in the land business and you know there's lenders out there and they're having to have appraisers, you're looking at 30 to 60 days to get an appraisal done. Um this is something that we can usually turn around in 10 days. And, again, it will cost a little less than a full appraisal. So, again, if it's a half a million or less and it's pretty much raw land, that, that's a that's a program that we can use. A uh, few things that, that, that would uh, change that, uh, but but overall that that would be the overall process. See, that's something that would the fit. The other – Hold on a second. I'm sorry. That's something that would fit us, Teresa. We're in a rural market outside of Winston-Salem uh, on the North Carolina-Virginia border. I'm dual licensed. But, um, you know, our typical buyer here is the 5, 10, 20, sometimes up to 50 acres, okay? Because, you know, our, our land prices are three to 5000 an acre in that range. And let's say you did 100 acres, you know, I mean, that's a half a million dollars or $300,000, and you're going to build a $200,000 house. There ain't a lot of people go, go running around with a half a million to $750,000 mortgage. So, you know, we're looking in the rural areas, and you may find this around the country, uh, for these these uh, uh, better loans that fit that t that type of buyer, we we do pretty much most all of our buyers that we work with in the Carolinas, with the North South Carolina. That is usually the program that we use in your specific area because right. it's pretty simple. It's twenty five percent down. That seems to be the majority of the buyers. What they're looking for is that that kind of that sweet spot, like you're talking about, two to three hundred thousand. Uh, so that that's really the program we use most of the time with them. Uh, and it works pretty well, like I said, we can fund those fairly quickly. Um, yeah, our last real option from application and loan programs, the full underwrite, uh, those are going to get into, uh, if it's a pretty complex deal, multiple ownerships, multiple entity involvements, or if it's a, you know, stay, uh, a larger than $2.5 million deal, then those are going to be a full underwrite. Those are going to take a little longer. Uh, but those are we can go 30% down, so 70% loan to AV. Uh, some of the facility loans have a little bit of different care, uh, different requirements. Uh, most of those can all all go up to 30 years. Some of the facility loans, 
uh, especially poultry. Those are going to be really dependent upon what their contract is, you know, what their integrator contract is. We're not going to give them a 30-year loan if they've only got 10 years or 20 years or 15 years on their integrator contract. So a couple factors that move there as well uh, that kind of affect those markets and affect those loan applications. But what we just like to have is we like to have something that will fit anybody of what they're wanting to do. If, they, if you're wanting to buy some land and you want to use it for recreation, but you're going to, you know, run a few cows out there or cut some hay or, or just got some crop land on it, you're going to lease out or, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, we're just trying, we try to have products that'll fit your needs. Do you do improvements? Do you finance improvements? We don't do, we don't do construction loans okay. uh, per se, but if we do have someone that comes in and, Let's say I've, I've got one right now that I'm working on. Uh, they've got a, um, got a, a farm. Basically, it's a, it's a horse farm. Uh, I've got several uh, barns and so forth, and they've got it, they've got it financed with a bank. Uh, and it's on a five-year five note, so that, you know, their interest rate's going to be up. They did, I think they did it in 2018, so their interest rate and the note's going to be up in several years. Uh, they're at a good rate now, but they're scared what's going to happen. So they're, they're talking about refinancing. And the, the two things they wanted to know is, hey, we'd like to refinance this. We'd like to put it on, you know, 20, 30 years, and we'd like to have a great rate. But can we cash out a little bit on our equity because we, we need to build another barn uh, on our farm? Uh, we've grown, and we need to do that. So, yeah, we can do that part of it. I say, sure, their property, I think, when they bought it, it priced a little over 300 uh, for the loan that they want to do to pay off their existing loan and then to, to add another thirty, forty $40,000 to build a new barn. Um, and told them, I said, you know, your property's going to have to appraise for roughly, roughly three fifty for us to be able to do that to meet our loan to requirement, uh, loan to appraised value requirements. But that's really the only way we do improvements is, is kind of from an equity standpoint. Without the construction loan, it, um, it sometimes it's a little more difficult, especially if somebody wants to build something right out of the gate. And that's not a drawdown program. That's an actual, you know, cash in hand program, right? So you know you've got some uh, uh, some minimums here too, uh, you know loan to value up to seventy five percent, loan amount fifty thousand minimum. So if you're looking to buy a you know ten acre farm for thirty five thousand land for thirty five thousand, this is not a lender for you. Uh, well, there are a couple things you know we we've made some adjustments to our website. Okay, uh, we've actually upped our minimum to a hundred thousand. Okay, right now with the, with the market that it is, our funding sources have come back to us and said, "Hey, there's so much going on. We're, we're handling as much as you can send in. Uh, the smaller stuff right yeah. now, we're just uh, we're trying to stay okay. away from that." And well, do that's good enough. Loan. So we're at a hundred thousand dollar minimum right now, fifteen acre minimum. That kind of keeps it in in that range uh, of what we can do. So. Uh, you know, not saying that we wouldn't go back to 50000 at some point, but right now, again, as hot as the market is and as much as it's out there, uh, well, we just can't uh, we and, can't process all of them. Yeah, it, and that depends, on the, that depends on the client. It could be a repeat client if you know, somebody's already done it, business Exactly. With if somebody came in and was a, was a repeat client or if it was, a, you know, a special deal, it's something we would definitely look at, highly qualified. Um, but if you know if it's a, just kind of a standalone deal right now, we're probably not going to look at a fifty thousand dollar loan. You know, it's interesting. I, I preach when people come to me that they're cash buyers for land, and I love that. I mean, that's a nice thing, right, Teresa? Oh yeah. But Great. I always suggest they get a loan, um, uh, an eighty percent. You know, they put eighty percent down and borrow twenty. Use other people's money. Yeah, OPM. <laughs> because, you know, they're getting these things, and they've kind of done a preliminary on building the road into the property and some improvements. And they say, well, you know, they, I've got a kind of a rough estimate of $20,000. And once they buy the property, it's twice that. Or the well, you know, there's all these issues that come up. And now they've taken their nest egg of cash and put it in this dirt. And, you know, now they're stuck with now they got to go back and either pull from somewhere else or go borrow money. So I mean that's kind of the advice. I, do you have you do you do that at all, or have you? We we do. I mean, the same deal. If you're if you've got some cash money again, without without offering construction loans, um, then that that is something save save some of your cash for that. Yeah, got to be safe, to it, especially in these un, these times. Uh, right we now. definitely we definitely talk with our clients on different options that we're able to do. Uh, and, and again, from the very beginning, we just try to figure out what we can make it better. How can we make this a, a better 
experience for you to, to borrow money. Exactly. I mean, borrowing money, whether you're borrowing residential, whether you're borrowing anything, it's you know it can be it can be stressful, it can be trying, it can be frustrating. There's a lot of different things that are involved because there's so many moving pieces uh, from buying a piece of land. You know, you got the contract, you got the buy, you got the buyer seller part of it that's not even you know not even in the lending side. That's right. that's trying to come to terms on that, and then you got the lending side as well, and trying to get all that lined out and appraisals and title and it's from a borrower, you know, and a buyer standpoint, and a seller too. I mean, it's just it's thirty days to forty five days of, of nerve wracking sometimes trying to get yeah. everything done. Um, a lot of but, pieces uh, to it. You know, it's an experience with, that we love, and that's why we do it. So this, we just talked about your fully underwritten loans. Is that different than your fast track loans? Our fully underwritten loans, we're going to require considerable more information. Uh, we're going to require you know full applications, full financials. On uh, and usually always three years minimum tax returns, maybe even five, depending on the operation. Underwritten, you know, fully underwritten loans. Those are going to be the larger loans and the more complex, uh, complex uh, type entities. So those, that's what those are going to require. The fast track loans and the uh, scorecard, those are going to be a lot more streamlined. They're going to have a process uh, with with minimal. I mean, I say minimal financial documentation. We still have to have some verification. We still have to have. Uh, financial statements, and at least one-year tax returns, copy of W-2, just so we can verify that your income is there. Uh, and if you're bu- buying an income-producing property, then we need some kind of verification of what that income is. You know, if you're buying 100 acres and 50 of it's in cropland and you're getting an annual lease, then we need to verify that to make sure we include that in, in the overall analyzing the loan. But uh, that's the biggest difference, the fast track and the scorecards. We can, we can push those through fairly quickly and get you an answer. Underwritten loans, again, being a lot more complex uh, type interest uh, entities and so forth, it just takes this longer time to, to process everything. So the last loan that you have is the uh, Lifestyle Ranch loan. How does that differ from the other two? You know, it's more of it's a minimum 60 acres. It's more for a hobby farm. Uh, this is based on more of your non-farm income. Uh, so if you're... Uh, Let's just say you're a professional and you have a job, whether you're you know, doctor, attorney, whatever, and you're, you're looking for something, you want to go buy a hobby farm. That would be more of a product that would be uh, geared for that. Uh, again, you know, still going to be a, a 75% loan to appraise value. Loan amount is going to be 100 up to $3 million. Uh, debt-to-asset ratio is a little bit higher because we know there's uh, non-farm income that's going to be supporting it. You know, the, 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 the repayment's not going to be based completely on the uh, uh, on the property itself. It's going to be coming from other sources. Uh, you know, like we was talking about dwellings and improvements, they must not exceed 25%. So if you've got a, a nice little farm that somebody wants, and they want to have a little cabin out there that they go have, that's got a pond on it, that that's where the cabin where they stay to hunt or fish. As long as it's not over 25%, it would fit in that program as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, a, it's another little unique program that's available out there. Um, that, that fits some some of their needs. So again, it's it's more for the the people looking to buy land that per se they they're not farmers, they're not loggers, they're not timber people. They're just looking for a, a little hobby farm or a little place to go. That that's a program that we probably would run them through that. Yeah, in fact, the last couple of years, recreational land has just really gone crazy. In fact, one of our RLI twenty uh, sixteen hour courses, we have ten of those. Um, uh, is uh, we created a recreational class. Uh, so Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a great class. A, a little tidbit about that, Lou. I helped write that course. Did you really? <laughs> I did. But, I did. But, um, it, it's a great course. Uh, a lot of people use it. Um, you know, that program, you know, recreational property is a very, very hot market. Everybody wants to have a little place to go. They may live in the city or live in the suburbs. They want to go out. So, uh you know they're looking for a recreational property, and we and we can do those. We can do recreational properties. Uh, it just depends on how the property is. If it's like I say, hundred, two hundred acres, and it's got different factors, uh, you know, different land types, whether it's crop or, or hay, grand pasture land or timber land, it would depend on how we would structure it. Now, one thing I do let our people know: uh, if you're looking at a property that's you know 100% timber land, let's say it's 200 acres, and every acre of it is timber land. We would probably require a uh, timber appraisal on the property just so we would have a value of the timber as well. 
you know, because the value of the timber is going to affect the overall value of the price. Uh, so they would, uh, our underwriters do require a, a, a timber, a timber cruise, timber appraisal on anything that is, you know, pretty well 100% timberland. If it's in a land use program, uh, which a lot of the states have for timber and ag uh, and pasture, uh, does that play a, a role? You want to make sure that they're maintaining that. Uh, in North Carolina, we have a five-year. Uh, you have to uh, adjust your uh, forestry plan every five years, and uh, make sure that uh, the, the uh, timber is being properly managed. Uh, is, is that part of your consideration too? Well, we just make sure that the property, if it is timberland, that we know what the value is. You know, any, anything that you're mortgaging with timber, uh, if it is 100% timberland, you know, there's timber riders out there. That's the reason you want to know what the value of it is, and you do want to make sure that's being maintained and managed correctly. Uh, so, if there's anything cut, that you know, you know exactly what's been taken off of it, off the property. So, that's how we look at timberland. Uh, we can do it. We can do timberland. So, we can do other types of property. Um, Going back to the very beginning, the only real properties, land properties that we won't do or can do are highest and best use for residential or, or commercial. Okay. What what factor does uh, a, a property someone's looking at that's in a conservation easement, does that play a factor? Conservation easement does not play a factor. Okay. We just take note that there is a conservation easement on that. Uh, you know, when we evaluate the overall collateral from appraisal standpoint, we'll compare it to other conservation easements. Uh, but... That's all very clear uh, in the title of what we're working with, but no, that, that's not an issue. Of, of these three programs, um, uh, Jeremy, what percentage uh, are you making loans on? Uh, like a third, a third, a third, a 20%, a 40%? What, we can probably you break that down? make 80% of our loans in the, uh, in the fast track and the scorecard application process. Okay. Um, and the lifestyle loan kind of falls into that scorecard. So uh, even though it's a, a separate program, it's still kind of it's umbrella really under the uh, the scorecard applications. So I would say probably 80, 85% we're doing scorecard. The other 15, 20% we're, we're doing full underwrite loans. Are there any states that you're not making loans in? There's a few states that we're not, uh, that we're not making loans. Uh, we're not really making loans in the far northeast. Uh, there's a couple states up in the northern part of the country that we're not, uh, the Dakotas we're not, and then there's a couple states out west, like Washington State, we're not doing anything out there. But most any other place, any other state, uh, we're, we're able to uh, we're able to make loans there. So we're not picking. We're, you know, pr- primarily our, where we do the majority of our business is going to be there in the East Coast, and then through the through the Delta and the Midwest. We're starting to do some more loans out west. Uh, we're working on several tracks out there right now that we're looking at. Okay. And, uh, you know, as, as we grow and, and people learn about us and uh, our information gets spread out, uh, you know, we, we intend on probably making more loans in different areas. Of the four categories, again, break down like from the recreational land to uh, the different uh, loan categories, break that down in terms of uh, loan frequency. You know, right now we're probably 50% um, kind of a recreational slash farm, uh, whether it's somebody looking to buy some land to go use for recreational purpose and they're going to lease part of it to, to for, for farming or for hay pasture, cattle farm, uh, whatever. We're probably 50%, 60% of that right now, uh, probably 30% just straight farmland, ranch land, you know, Crop, you know, big, large cropland farms or big cattle farms, probably 30% there. And then, you know, the other other 10%, probably timberland. So that, that's kind of how we're breaking it down. In these lifestyle loans, what we talked about earlier, that kind of falls into that 50%. We have people that are also buying land, let's say 20 acres, that they know they're going to build a house on at some point, but maybe they're not ready. Uh, they're going to go ahead and buy the land now and be paying on that and then, you know, you know, five, four or five years, <laughs> hopefully when lumber sure. prices go down and <laughs> their construction yeah. costs will go down oh, a little boy. bit, uh, then, you know, we know they'll, they'll intend on building a house. And that falls into that 50, 50% range, too. We, we do see a lot of those that people are just looking for some land for long-term plans. What's your majority loan amount? Uh, we're probably average loan amount, probably 350 to 400 Okay. Um, we, we do some larger loans, but... We do quite a bit of that 
150 to 250 as well. Again, that same market we were talking about earlier, the 20 to 50 acres, we do see a lot of those, and those are going to fall in between 150 to, to 250. So we do see a lot of those requests. And, you know, then we get into the larger uh, million, multi-million dollar loans and the big farms or the big cattle ranches or big timber tract. Uh, so it, it kind of varies. We don't see a lot, it seems like, in the – in the six to eight hundred thousand dollar range, for whatever, it, it either seems to be a half a million or less, or over, you know, up on the upper end. Do you do uh, credit lines? We do a line of credit. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, what we offer is a, a true line of credit. We offer fifty uh, percent of appraised value of your property. Uh, so, if you had a, a property that was free and clear, uh, say a million dollar property, we would offer up a. a up to a $500,000 line of credit, we would do that on a five-year loan. So you would have that line of credit there that would, uh, you know, that you could use for five years before it had to be renewed. And, uh, and, and those part, and those could be used for different things. What I tell people, you know, if they want to do land improvements, they want to build a barn, they want to do a fencing, whatever, they can, they can do that. The other thing I tell people with, you know, if they're a, a land buyer and land trader, if they have a farm that, you know, they don't plan on, or a piece of property they don't plan on selling, and it's free and clear, you know, I'll say a million, two million dollars, let's set you up a line of credit for a half a million to a million. Then you can go out there and use that to buy other properties and then turn around and hold them and then turn around and sell them. So using your line of credit to do that, you don't have to go through the whole process of doing origination fees. You don't have to do, you know, appraisals. You don't have to do uh, title policies. You don't have to do that every time you buy and sell one. Uh, you're just uh, you're using your line of credit. You buy it, sell it, pay it down, and start over. So we do have some people that look at it from that standpoint as well. We call them land bankers. <laughs> we call those land blank bankers exactly. Land bankers. They also have a name as land flippers. Yep. Um, I like bankers better. Uh, bank, banker sounds a little more sophisticated. It does. So who gets to make an annual payment? How does that work? There's really not a a specific client that has to make an annual payment um, you can have any type of property but if you want to make an annual payment then you know that you can make just your payment once a year we just set that up when we're doing the loan when we do the application we ask that question of you know what would you rather be monthly semi-annual annual uh, we have most of the time your true farmers your true you know crop farmers or, or even cattle farmers where they know they're going to have the majority of their income at one time they like to structure their loans where all their payments are, you know, right after when the majority of their their income's coming in, so they can take care of that. They don't they don't want to be hassled with making monthly payments through the course of the year when their farming and you know their income sources is not coming till after everything's harvested or, or sold. So that's really how it's structured. But I've had uh, I've had individuals that bought just hobby farms and they just wanted to make one payment a year. Uh, you know, they may have a, a their their job, their business makes something where they, they make a salary through the year and then they have a bonus that comes out every February. Well, I want to make an annual payment on my property out of my bonus every March 1st. So really doesn't depend. It doesn't really say this client has to be that, this client has to be that. It's just how they want it structured. So let's say somebody does the, the minimum $100,000 loan. What does a annual payment look like on $100,000? Well, that would a lot of that would depend on you know how long they wanted to go, what their rate would be. Let's just say we did a hundred thousand dollars and we did a thirty-year uh, monthly payment loan. At uh, you know you're looking at a monthly payment on that right now of about five hundred and eighty dollars a month. Wow. You ready? Oh, and that's that, that, that's just based on a hundred thousand, based on a thirty-year monthly payment on on today's current thirty-year rate. You know, you're looking at about $580 a month. Okay. Tracy, you want one of those? Sure. Yeah, I, we'll need, a I need a farm. I need a farm. That's what I need is a farm. You need a farm. Like, I have time for a farm right now. <laughs> well, if you'll start selling land, you won't spend all your time selling houses. This is true. See? You'll have a lot of free time and make more money. Yes, I've, I've noticed. I keep preaching that. I've noticed. <laughs> They'll listen to us one day, won't they, Jeremy? One of these days, you know, they, they, everybody will listen to us. Uh, you know, here, here's how you make, here's how you make it. In this That's business. right. I mean, you've been doing it a lot longer than I have, Lou, and I, I do different things within the land industry, and uh, uh, each each one can be really rewarding, and each one of them can be challenging. Professional problem solvers. That's what we are. Hey, what's the hot exactly. markets out there? What's the hot markets around the country? 
for the last six months? Oh, gosh, man, the hot markets around the country, it's, it's pretty well hot everywhere. I, yeah. I've never seen a market uh, as where it's from the land standpoint that it's uh, that's as hot as it is now. I mean, in your area, it's scorching hot. People are trying to buy stuff. Um, Florida is absolutely hot. Texas is hot. Like I said, the Midwest with farmland is, is yeah. crazy. I, I really, right now, it would be hard to say this land market is probably hotter than the other one. It, it is, uh, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, the people, the amount of money people are paying. I'm, I'm seeing land deals where they're paying, you know, they're paying more than what the asking price is. Uh, and when you get in that from our standpoint, that, that's a little worrisome. Uh, it's inflationary. Because it, yeah. it, it will you that, and, you, you know, somebody comes in and says, well, they were, at, you know, they were asking 400 for it, but we had to pay 420 to get it. Well, more than likely, it's probably not going to appraise for 420 It's right. probably going to appraise for, for, you know, closer to the other price. So you're going to have to come out of pocket more as long as you're willing to do that. Um, that that's one thing that is a little bit concerning with how hot the market is. Uh, what, what are the values? Uh, what are true values? I mean, there's sales out there that are happening, so they're bona fide sales um, that, that, you know, you're definitely using for comparables and your appraisals. But, um, and the year market out there in the Carolinas, North Carolina, South Carolina, is, is absolutely people coming out of the cities. Uh, we've, we've seen a lot of people out of the Charlotte area looking for property, um, whether it's in North Carolina or even northern South Carolina. We've, we've seen a lot of that, um, that area in South Carolina that, uh, uh, Greenville, Spartanburg area, we've, we've seen a lot of deals there. Alabama, recreational timber property in Alabama, it's, it's just absolutely, they're selling, a, you know, that stuff's coming as fast as they can throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, Texas, the ranches. Um, the only thing that's been a little slow, I guess, is, uh, is farm sales, true farm sales. The, the Midwest and the South, uh, they're great. I mean, they're selling. There's just a limited inventory. Well, that was we're my not, next question. Know, we're not seeing a lot of, yeah. we're not seeing a lot of loan applications there's just not a lot selling they would be if they were available they're just not available yeah with less than a minute here uh, my last question uh is um inventory uh we're, we're, we just can't get inventory i i've had as many as 218 listings at one time land listings i'm down to six and of course i'm not aggressive at my age i'm kind of slowing down but inventory out there you're seeing low inventory pretty much around the country right and i think the reason this is my point is people that are landholders looking at the future are saying, you know, I may better want, better hold on to this for different reasons. I think there's some truth to that. Let's see what happens, you know, what's going on uh, with uh, with their economy, with their markets, with everything going on, come, coming out of the pandemic, different things. How, how is this going to affect different markets? So I think a little people are still nervous. Uh, you know, maybe I don't want to sell that. You have the uh, the looming tax changes that are coming right. uh, that people are a little bit nervous about. What's it going to be? Do I need to sell now? Do I need to, need to hold on to it? That's a big question I think you see a lot of people into. Uh, and there could be a lot of things that change. And it could be it can be from the land sales side. It could also be from the, the finance side. I mean, people, you know, depending on how these taxes play out, uh, there could be some a lot of uh, refinancing opportunities on this side, too, where you're having to, unfortunately, have to refinance part of your land to pay your taxes. I yeah. uh, hope it doesn't reach that. Uh, hopefully it won't. But, you know, with, with with wide changing tax laws, you know, there's no telling what will happen. Well, you've been an incredible guest again, and we'll have to have you back, Jeremy. Um, our guest today is Jeremy Stevens. He's a credit land consultant. He's the president of Landline Lending. Dot com. It's the name, the same as uh, just add the dot com. You're on the website, so get a chance. How do they get in touch with you, uh, Jeremy? Basically, if they want to try to get in touch with us, the best way to do it is just click on our website. Uh, there's places, places there. There's a apply now where they can clone in. If you're an agent, you have somebody. We have an agent portal where you can send their information to us through that. Our, our website is absolutely phenomenal. Answer all your questions. It has a phone calculator. Tells you all that. Or you can give us a call uh, at 855-700-7270. That's 855-700-7270, our website, or email us at info at landlending.com. Thank you so much. Stay with us. Thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to suggest, we'd appreciate them. All of our questions are welcome, and all of our guests may be emailed with your questions as well. 
This show is for the public and most importantly for the real estate agents who do not have a source for land education. All of our shows are downloaded after the show this morning on our master website, www.letstalkland.net. And I'll go find us on Spotify and Podbean. How do they get in touch with us, Teresa? You can call me at 336-209-2937 or email me at teresa.mylandpro at gmail.com. And my email is lou, L-O-U, at mylandpro.com. My cell phone number is 336-669-1405. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, landhub.com. If you're looking to buy or sell land, landhub.com previews thousands of properties nationwide. Rodney, how do they get us here? Well, Lou, they can go to our website, go to WKTE1090.com, and also they can download the Simple Radio app and hear us anywhere in the world. Anywhere? Anywhere. What about the universe? Yeah, that too. Gets out there. Yeah, it does. And we only play what? Tracy? Happy music. That's Happy right. Happy music, beats music, and oldies. And tell them, Lou, what kind of contest we got Ooh. going on now. Our show's going to donate $500 to the lucky winner that can take our wonderful Wave logo and make it happy. So photographs, illustrations, whatever you want to do, submit those, and uh, we'll be picking a winner for that because we want everybody to be happy in this country. That's right. And how they can uh, do that is go to WKTE1090wave at gmail.com. Enter it right there. There you go. And then we'll be picking the winner. Who's going to pick the winner? Uh, Shadow. Shadow's going to pick the winner. Yeah. Good. Good for you, Shadow. <laughs> And we only play what? Happy music and beach and always. And we won what kind of awards? Oh, five years in a row being top radio station on the East Coast. And you won a nice award. Yeah, the Reader's Choice Award for Announcer of the Year. All right. We'll see you next week.